0: hey saint paul how's it going long time no see minneapolis great to see you dude i'm so happy we got to collaborate on a wolves jersey don't you think it's hot
1: ah i love it i know we've had our differences in the past hey yo eden
0: prairie here sorry to break up
1: your little love fest but your cute little jersey is lame oh uh eden eden prairie uh No offense, man. I think they just wanted it to be the actual Twin Cities on the jersey. Yeah, I mean, we didn't mean to upset anybody. Egan in the house! What is wrong with you guys? The suburbs made up the identity of the Twin Cities. Edina, represent. You better switch up those jerseys before Apple Valley arrives and knocks you both out. Ugh, this was supposed to bring Wolves fans together. Welcome to episode 120 of Wolf's Cast, yes. the show with fans in at least four continents that we know wow. of. Africa, you need to get on board. If someone's listening to us from Africa, Antarctica or Asia or Antarctica, Step let us up. know. But I know we got some fans in Australia, in UK, in Brazil, and France. So Man,
0: it's spreading worldwide. That's Scott.
1: what I'm saying. So thanks to our worldwide listeners. And it's hosted by myself, Scott, and the Keelon Martin of this podcast. <laughs> You already heard his voice. Welcome back, Robert, with an H. It's uh, great to
0: be back, Scott. It feels like it's been a while since our Jeopardy! episode, but I feel right back at home. Yeah, absolutely. Especially
1: after that glowing endorsement of the Keelan Martin of the podcast. Neil wrote that, so if you take that as an insult, uh, he's the one who's Keelan you softly. Yeah, Shouts is. to Dave <laughs> Um So we have a great show ahead of us. We have a week recap. We are going to talk about the new City Edition jerseys. We have a sponsor. We're going to answer your questions in mailbag. And then we have a very special game at the end. We're going to draft our all-decade Timberwolves teams. I can't wait to give that a shot. It's been been an interesting one. There's lots of names I've forgotten. And so (laughs) it's a trip through memory lane. And I hope that you'll stick around. Painful (laughs) trip. Oh, an Adrian painful trip. (laughs) So nice. uh, I hope you'll stick around for that, or just fast forward to that if you want to listen to a bit that instead. No, it's I'll at the end of the show. To the whole thing. You should listen to the whole show. Um, excited to have Robert here with us. Uh, he is I'm excited. You, you listened in the past whenever Neil steps out of town. He is our official third host, and we love having really? him here. I didn't know if it was official. Uh, I think it's been enough times now that we can we can declare it official. Okay. Actually, I'm declaring right now. Neil's not here to argue with me. It's nice. official. Okay, I like it. Uh, everyone should check out Robert on Kings of the North. His NFC North football podcast. It's very entertaining. Yeah, I like listening to it every week, so check that out. It's a lot of fun. Um, we are going to start by recapping the week. We Our record on the season is now 8-7. and seven. It was a pretty tough week for us. Yeah, uh, three L's and one W. Um, but good news is we got Andrew Wiggins back after you know a disappointing weekend without him. Yeah. The Wolves are ranked 20th in offense, 16th in defense. Our net rating is 17th overall. We are at a minus 1.5 differential. yeah. Started
0: off the week kind of tough. That even without Wiggins, that uh Washington game,
1: yeah, it's just it's uh, telling we uh, can brutal. win, we can beat Washington without Towns, but we can't beat him without Wiggins. Washington in Washington, yeah, I Towns. guess, uh, I guess that just means Wiggins is more indispensable to the Wolves than Towns is. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? But yeah, that th- these game,
0: these couple games, especially the one against Washington, really felt like. The old Wolves teams where some, like, random person would put up, yes. like, a career night. Yes. And Mo Wagner. Mo lived, Wagner, career night. He was night. living his best life that night. He so was, frustrating. He was tearing uh, all
1: those offensive rebounds off free throws and getting, you uh, know. Yeah. Terrible. And letting
0: the entire team know about it, Yeah, too.
1: <laughs> That was, yeah, the random player who has a career night against you. That's typical of our past decade of Wolves yeah, games. Right and letting, letting a bad team come in that you're better than and take a game from you at home is also a very trademark old uh, yeah just decade. coming
0: out super flat and just letting the other team get some momentum and build up their energy
1: it felt like a trap game with Houston the next night we were probably already looking at the Absolutely. rockets and got our butts beat by Washington which is super depressing everybody yeah it was um, and then that the bad weekend continued obviously uh we lost to Houston 105-125 on Saturday uh uh, you know, obviously it's a little less embarrassing than losing to the Wizards, who are terrible. The Rockets are actually one of the better teams in the West. Yeah, and Rockets
0: were in the midst of their—they won eight straight at yeah. that point. They've lost since, but— Right.
1: Um, but they were missing Westbrook. Game, they were missing Capella. They were missing Eric Gordon. So we were thinking, mm, we're catching them out of downtime. We're missing Wiggins, but they're missing Westbrook. But uh, just an amazing night from James Harden. Just yeah, well. roasted us. And,
0: and um, Do you like James Harden? Do you like watching him play?
1: Um yes I I, I on TV do. on TV like maybe not cuz the fouls really bug me and the free throw shooting is boring but he's just so skilled at getting those fouls that yeah. I don't begrudge him it. Like I, I'm legitimately impressed by his skill, and takes especially a appreciation for the game. Right. And the thing is, everyone's so afraid of defending him hard because he's so good at drawing whistles that he can, you know, create and do some great stuff with the ball because people can't he's so big, you can't guard too. him as hard as you guard other players because he'll just bump you and get the foul. You know, right?
0: It's like a completely different kind of defense that that guys attempt against him. And so the, it is unique in that respect, but yeah, I do get that. If when a huge part of your offense is just like getting to the foul line, aesthetically, it is a little bit uh, tougher to 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 appreciate. But I just got you know, a text
1: from him. And he said that he heard us talking about him. James Harden. James Harden. No, that was the, that. was the noise. I should have muted my phone. Um, but I do. I have compared James Harden watching him live as to like watching a shark. Like, they mm. should play the Jaws thing whenever he's on the top of the key because he's just sizing up what, what way he's going to, like, tear through you. Yeah. He, and he's dribbling at the top of the key, and you're like, he's going to score. He's going to score somehow. He's going to either hit the shot, and, you know, get the foul or get to the rim. But you don't know how it's going to do it. But you, just like a shark attack, you know you know it's going to get you. Yeah. 49 um, shots. 49 shots. And he had ni- He had 19 in the first quarter.
0: Nine. <laughs> it's just insane
1: incredible i mean i guess when you don't have uh westbrook you know only you got to do yeah. it but i was thinking like if he played a whole season like that i wonder what the nba record is for shots per season i actually was thinking of that while i was watching hard to like wilt game. or something yeah i, I, I mean, imagine that's it's pretty
0: well. much like the answer to any of these different right. yeah. you know, all-time records is wilt but yeah, he, but yeah. I, doubt, I doubt he hit certainly any, for a guard
1: i doubt he hit any three-pointers when he scored 100 points so that game he would have no, taken 50 no you know way. there wasn't mm-hmm. a three-point line right exactly all right. So, uh, the one bright spot of the week was on Monday. We went to Utah and in a very tough building, uh they have one of the best mm. home field advantages, home field home court advantages totally. in the league. Uh the altitude, the, you know, angry fans that they have there and they they were undefeated on their home court this season and we gave them the first loss of the they season on their home Alana. court. Uh, it was just a great Towns game. He just abused Gobert to the point where they were having Gobert uh defend Travion Graham at the end of the game because yeah. Graham can't shoot. And Towns <laughs> was just... He was 7 of 15, career high and three-point attempts. And I don't mind, you know? He just shot a barely great. under 50%, you know? Yeah, that's what... That should be
0: closer to the norm. Right,
1: I'd be totally fine with that.
0: Yeah, if he's getting up like 8 or 9, 10 threes. And depending on the matchup, yeah, let it fly. I mean... He's the he's obviously the Wolves' best three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. And an it's not emphasis, even close. Yeah, it's not even close, and they're trying to emphasize the three-point shot, so why wouldn't he be taking like a huge amount of them? It's just tough for him, and we'll get to this when we talk about the following game against Utah. That will be a segue, but it's just right. he can be kind of shut down in a way. Because he's not initiating the offense so right. much, it's hard for him to, you know, just force all these shots if they're not. If the, he can't be like James Harden, can't be like James Harden. Yeah, exactly. You can't just have him like run the ball up the floor and have him initiate things. He needs to get the ball uh, fed to him, and then right. there are things that, as we saw in the um, the subsequent loss to the to Utah, there are things you can do to kind of slow him down sometimes quite a bit, depend and and. Also, just Gobert is just he he played so much better than he did uh, the first game where they oh,
1: lost. Yeah, moving on to Wednesday's game. Yeah, um, Keon Martin had a good game in Utah. I thought Teague did too. Uh, but that brings us to Wednesday's game. We lost at home to Utah. It's one of those weird road home back to backs where you're playing yeah, the same yeah. team. It's kind of cool. Like it had kind of a playoff kind of. Yeah, it does let you it. game plan, and they obviously game plan to, to stop time. Carl Anthony Towns. He Quinn only Snyder. Yeah, he's. He did a great job of adjusting. Carl only took nine shots on the night, which you can't do. You can't do if you're Carl Anthony Towns. I understand they were... They were covering him like a glove. You know, he was in foul trouble too. He was in foul trouble, a this, so I took him that out. First half, yeah. And every time, I mean, he was just swarmed with Utah players. It was clear that the, that was the defensive change that they made, where even Gobert was just suffocating Towns every time he got the ball. But if you're the star player, you've got to figure out a way to take more than nine shots. We needed it. We Absolutely. needed it. Yeah. Um. So that was it. Was a shock. He got really taken out of the game, like we haven't seen him do this season at least. We've seen it happen in the past a few times, but uh, they really just you know put the Clamps down on him, so it was a very frustrating game to watch. Yeah, yeah. Teague was re- also really bad in this game. It was bad. Teague yeah.
0: hesitating on wide open threes, yeah. missing bunnies oh. at the rim.
1: It, it was all the Teague bad habits. And then uh, the only good thing was we had Andrew Wiggins return, continuing to impress at the way he's getting into the paint. He had some amazing finishes at the rim uh, over Gobert, yeah, around Gobert, you know, just like spinning through the lane. His determination to get to the rim is amazing. Even, you know, he only hit one of 10 three pointers. That was obviously mm-hmm. a bad night for him, shooting wise, but he didn't let that slow him down from keeping getting in the lane and getting his buckets that way. So yeah, it's good to see him back.
0: Didn't resort to the like revert back to the uh, mid range. He was still following the game plan, you know. He took 10 threes. Right. Cool. Exactly. You know. Yeah, that's
1: right. He's going to they'll fall better than a, a 10% rate, you know. Yeah,
0: it's going to be hard for them to make to win games. Especially when you combine Towns' ineffectiveness with, like, just missing all those threes. They needed somebody to come to the party.
1: And somehow, even with all those bad performances, we were still in it to the final minutes of the game. Yeah, and
0: then, then, of course, they make, like, what, five threes in In the last, like, three minutes. Kind of lucky there,
1: so... Bogdanovich, man. Yeah. I wish the Wolves had a guy like him. Oh, he's great. Ugh. Fun to watch. But, yeah, yeah, it was a much closer game than I had anticipated uh, when I saw that they had lost. I got a, sc- a score spoiled for me by the uh, NPR news ticker. <laughs> of all the places, they never run sports stories. you to be down
0: at your shoes when well, you're I coming just, back. I just from a-
1: thought that like there's no chance that the news ticker is going to show it. I, mean, I was wrong. So that was Listen a tough learned. Um, But, yep, that's it for this week. Uh, the Wolves are going to play Phoenix on Saturday, and I'm going to be there. See Ricky Rubio. Ricky, yeah. Neil and I will both be in attendance. Standing so ovation. I'll be standing the entire game applauding him. Um, that's the recap. We're going to do full court press. He's hitting up. All right, the main topic of full court press, brand new jerseys. We care about aesthetics on this show. It's, oh yeah, we love court Above designs, all. the jersey designs, all that stuff. So uh, it's always exciting when we get a new city edition jersey because they're allowed to be a little bit more out there, you know, in their designs. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the city of jerseys are really bad this year around the league, just terrible. Mm. And I, well, I the thought, Mavs ones come oh, to mind, so terrible. <laughs> but really, uniformly across the league, there's only like two or three that I think look good, and the are one of those. So I think yeah, we're very yeah. lucky that we got it. Uh, why don't you describe the jersey?
0: Yeah. So the city jerseys are kind of like a, a dare I say, Tar Heel blue and white design. Neil was comparing it to the Tar Heel design on Twitter. That's the first thing that came to mind. And that and that's fine, you know? It's not as if it's like, you know, it's two colors put together. It's not as if it's like a total ripoff.
1: Of, I think uh, you know, the design team said the blue represents the Mississippi River that connects Minneapolis and St. Paul. That's right, yeah. But it's also kind of a fun nod to the Minneapolis Lakers teams. It's a very Minneapolis Lakers baby blue color as well. Yeah, it is. And it has, what, MSP? MSP on, on the chest. On the uh, chest. Has, I like the font. I like the clean white lines, you know, on it. It's absolutely. a very clean jersey. It looks very sharp.
0: The kind of wear a belt buckle would be yeah. it's like the uh kind of the the outline of the two
1: cities with the river going right be- yeah it says the cities
0: on it yeah it's great
1: i think i like it a lot i really like it too i'm gonna definitely buy a jersey <laughs> maybe Andrew Wiggins. We'll see Wiggins. I'm going to get a Wiggins one just to commemorate the year he's been having. I don't like it as much as the Prince ones, but it is. The leaps. Prince ones were an all time great. Right, it's exactly. Hard to judge it by, but that it's, it's leaps and bounds better than the gray one, uh, from two seasons ago. Yep. And like I said, it's one of the only good city edition designs in the league. So, um, I'm excited to see it. I'm it's in got kind of a Timeless look. To yeah, it. absolutely. I do think sometimes they remind me of scrubs a little bit. Right. <laughs> they look yeah. like nursing scrubs in the color. Um, <laughs> And I saw somebody compare it. It said these jerseys look like Minneapolis-St. Paul magazines, thirty-two under thirty-two list or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's got kind, of, kind of that, but that's a good list. That's yeah, that's a good comparison. Sure, absolutely. I think the only thing that's weird for me is the MSP is like that's the airport code. Like nobody calls the Twin Cities MSP. Nobody's. I've heard like MPLS, yeah. but I've never heard anybody be like, yeah, rep it MSP. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think if you had, to, if you're doing like the whole. uh The partnership, the
0: collaboration between the two cities. Right. I think that's your best option as opposed to, because you don't want to be too busy with like, mpls and then you know stp or something underneath it
1: but they they had a design that uh one of the you know promotional materials had the twin cities uh kind of in a fun font somebody took that and photoshopped mm. it onto the jersey instead of msp looks a little better better. it's on our instagram story story? wolf's cast pod check it out on instagram it was on timberwolves reddit if the story has expired by the time you hear this it was on timberwolves reddit you can see it there someone had photoshopped the twin cities uh word mark on it instead of the msp it looks a little bit better but i'm not gonna let that yeah, quibble I'm, hold I'm, me back i'm you still know? happy with it and some people said hey i i refer to it as msp so you mm-hmm. know maybe it's just me
0: yeah I, I still think it's a it might not be a complete home run but it's a stand-up triple let's huh. say
1: yeah uh, that's a good good comparison i'll buy the jersey but unlike last year i won't buy the shorts as well
0: oh okay that's you draw the line that's where i draw the line
1: (laughs) line. actually the shorts fit weird too i'm not i don't Mm. wear the prince ones very often it's just got a weird fit around the waist maybe maybe that's more of a commentary on my body muscular
0: (laughs) you've got a pretty muscular thigh area yeah that's that's true
1: i've been told that a lot so uh that could be obvious but um yeah i think that overwhelmingly positive kind of reactions to it uh, the worst is kind of like people say it's good not great but still that's good
0: yeah, absolutely. The I, only people, I like that they, I like that they didn't go with something completely out there like Dallas did. Yeah, so bad, so bad. So ugly. if you miss, you miss badly. Right, and uh, everyone's so gonna be clowning unhappy. on you.
1: Yeah, yeah. The only people really upset is Eden Prairie. Apparently, they cake have a prairie. they have some beef. Dinah I've heard. Yeah, cake eaters. Yeah, not happy about it. But yeah. you can't make everyone happy. All right, we're going on to our next topic. Uh just talk briefly about injuries we're not going to spend too much time on it uh, we've had some injuries to deal with Teague came back and has been playing all right so that's something to monitor it yeah. kind of feels like he's working himself back into basketball shape a little bit because um, yeah, he bit. did he didn't really work out over the summer and then he had an injury early in the season or an illness and uh, so he seems like he's still kind of working himself into Up and shape down. Yeah. I thought Wiggins you know he came back he had an illness he missed two games because his grandmother died and then he came back and he caught a illness from from his daughter, he yeah, said that she geez. got sick and transferred it to him, and so mm. you got to stop being such a good dad cat. Uh, Life don't, of a parent don't don't kiss your daughter when she's sick. You know <laughs> don't don't even hold her. Don't put her to bed. Don't be in the same room. We need you playing. We got a team that depends on you. That's right. Well, we won without him on that Monday, so it was okay that he was sick then. But maybe the sickness getting over it was why his legs were not good enough to hit the threes that night. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe that's built an excuse. Fine in terms of like the explosive Oh yeah, he was getting the rim, to the rim, no problem. Obviously, the
0: the jumper was
1: uh, not very falling. rusty. So um, missing time. Napier still out. We're missing him. You know, I he's think. the one I think has hurt the most. Yeah, it is a. He's missed nine straight games as he's recovering from a right hamstring strain. So that's been tough because I really thought he outplayed Teague in the early part of the season. Yeah, and, I think so too. Uh, you know, thankfully the bench has been actually pretty good. So uh, Yeah, and it's I, given Culver a little bit more of a chance
0: to kind of stretch out a little bit. Yeah, you know? I think that's been Beginning very positive season, for his development. He
1: looked really
0: like he didn't know where to go and the game was too fast for him. But this has given him an opportunity to handled the ball a lot more, which I think he feels a little more comfortable than being off ball. So uh, there has been a silver lining with that.
1: And then Jake Lehman missed last game, uh, the home game against Utah, with a sprained left toe. But yeah. I don't think that keeps people out very, off, very long. So I don't know. That toe stuff can be kind of... Like I guess a lingering it sort of thing. Depends what toe it was. That's true. <laughs> it's the, the big little one. Big toe uh, yeah. Big toes, big that toe's can bad. be a big. That can be a bad one. So hopefully he doesn't. I does think it after too much he time. got it,
0: he was wearing like a boot out of the. That's not a good
1: look. That's not a good look. That doesn't make you cautious. Yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes if work. I stub my toe, I do want to. I put the boot on just because yeah, you know I get a little spooked by it. Get that yeah. extra padding. Here's my only question about the injuries because injuries happen. I wonder how much the we can attribute these injuries to the schedule of the month. We last week we played five games in seven days. Yeah, which is just a brutal stretch of the schedule. I think uh, that doesn't happen again all season. That's our worst set stretch of the schedule. That's really hard on the team. And today, uh, I'm recording this on Thursday. It'll be released tomorrow on Friday. And those are the first two days of consecutive rest we've gotten all month. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, almost Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving's next week, and we haven't had two days off in a row. All month. There's just no time, yeah. No so stuff it's not only seven games or five games in seven days, but every everything around that has been game day off, game day off kind of thing. So we've had no rest at all, and that's brutal for injuries. So I, I, I do want to keep an eye on that going forward. Just the schedule gets a little bit lighter now, but yeah, that, and- just recognize, you know, as disappointed as we are to watch the Wolves lose to Washington and the Rockets. I do think that tiredness and the schedule are at play.
0: And that's one thing I've thought about with the Wolves is are they going to go – is there going to be kind of load management with any of these guys? They haven't really done that in the past where they've just said, you know what, you're fine, but we're going to give you a game off to someone like Carl or Andrew who's played like more minutes than anybody. Right, exactly. Um, So that remains to be seen. Uh, but, yeah, this stuff, it comes to bear if you're just playing, you know, as hectic a schedule as they have. Right. Um, it's good to have it behind them and not have any really tough injuries.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, if your body doesn't recover because uh, it's not getting enough rest, then injuries are more likely. So Absolutely. Uh, keep an eye on that. But uh, that's it for Full Court Press this week. We're only doing two topics because our game's going to be a little bit longer. But uh, it's time because we got to pay the bills. We're still taking mm. some time out for this week's sponsor. Actually... I- um, I'm sorry to report, everybody. We have to take a break from our normal light-hearted wolves banter to bring you an important announcement from the Minneapolis Police Department. They are offering a $10,000 reward for any information as to the whereabouts of Trevion Graham's jump shot. Sadly, it was last seen in 2017 in the vicinity of the Charlotte Metro area. It was last seen. The last seen description is uh, a missing jump shot is a flat arc that was occasionally effective. If you see it, if uh, have any information about the whereabouts of uh, Graham's jump shot, please contact the Minneapolis to Police Department so that we can reunite it with Trevion Graham. The Minnesota Timberwolves are very worried about its location and pray that the jump shot will find its way home safely. If you have any information, please immediately call 651-673-HOWL. All right, everybody. Now that we got the serious stuff out of the way, it's time for Mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag, it's a mup mup muk mup, mu- mailbag, it's a mailbag, it's a mailbag, it's a mup mup muk mu- mu- mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters, send us your messages, send us your carrier pigeons, we wanna hear from you. All right, everybody. Our first mailbag of the season. Thanks for sending in questions. We really appreciate it. Um, We're just, uh, you know, going to hit these quickly because I like to do volume and stuff. Going deep on subjects, Neil's the opposite. You know, just... uh, We're in the middle. We're brothers, but we're different. Uh, lukewarm water. Exactly. We need the lukewarm water to balance it. Um, First question is from Nick Stumolanger at... Stumo Langer on Twitter, <laughs> yeah, uh, way too early ranking of the young wolves for this season. KBD, Josh Culver, etc. Um, for me personally, Josh above everything. You know, uh, he's. I, I agree with you there. Still struggling a little bit with his shot, but I think he's been a net positive. And I think his defense has really progressed uh, this season. He was good last year. I think he's even better this year. I've been really excited about how he's stealing the ball. I, him and Roko on the court together, they just don't yeah, do a bounce great. pass. Don't do a bounce pass because they're going to cut it off and you know turn and run the break. So it's uh, contagious too. Yeah, I think Okogi's yeah. number one for me.
0: Um, how do you feel? Uh, Okogi is definitely number one for me. I, I definitely think uh, Culver has definitely shown some flashes. Yeah, you can see um, him grow every game. Yeah, yeah. So I have been encouraged by that. Obviously, I think he's got a higher ceiling than a guy like Okogi. Yeah. Because uh, he, offensively, is a lot more polished. My only thing with. Uh, with Culver that really bothers me what is going on with this free throws
1: Neil and I were talking about Seen this like set. 35% less yeah we like were playing pickup hoops on Sunday and I was talking to Neil I said I Kind of regret saying I was not worried on last week's pod about his shooting because I watched it and now I wish I could change my shooting answer. Shooting all right from to three. worried, yeah. But and that's the thing. I my theory on it is that he's working on his jump shot right now, and so he's a little too hit in his head about it. You yeah, know, when you when that. you overthink your mechanics, it's really hard to shoot. Everyone who has shot a basketball, Michael Fultz syndrome. Absolutely. So I think he's in his head about it because they're working to change his jump shot, and I think that explains why he can hit his three sometimes and sometimes he'll airball it because I think that he is just – sometimes he's doing it in the flow of the game where he's comfortable and he's not thinking about it, and sometimes he's thinking about the changes that he's supposed to have made. and It's getting to his head, but Neil said that he's impressed uh, that Culver's still going to the dish and is still going Mm -hmm. to the rim because if it gets too bad, he's going to stop going to the rim because he doesn't want to get fouled. He'll start trying to avoid contact because he doesn't want to go embarrass himself at the free throw line. So going to have to work through it. No exactly. So it. far, he has not shown any kind of timidness about getting fouled. Hopefully, that remains the case because if it, you know, if we're at the halfway point of the season, he's still shooting thirty percent. He's going to be embarrassed and probably will not be trying to draw yeah, contact. going to so get
0: worse. So hopefully, yeah. he can figure
1: that out soon. And then finally, uh, I'd say KBD, uh, Kata Bates Diop. I've been impressed uh, he, he, with him. He seems like he's good at for a corner three and a pretty good defense. He had a block on Harden. Yeah, uh, you, you know, I would like to see him get more run, um, but just by the nature of the roster, mm. he's going to be up and down with. The Iowa Wolves. Where our other players that we can't really talk about yet, Nas Reed and uh, Jalen Noel, Noel yeah. are doing really well. But we'll talk about that later.
0: Or Keelan Martin,
1: Keelan Martin, he's a rookie. not not young. though. no. This yeah, is about that's the young true. wolves. He's, he's older. A th- he's older than Town, so he's <laughs> okay, not a young. Yes, he doesn't count. He doesn't count as he's young. He's my guy. Wolves. Yeah, that's right. Apparently. <laughs> All right, we're going to go on to our next question. This is from Adam at Lagomite. Uh, he asked a question for Neil about Wiggins' offseason workouts. We'll let Neil answer that. Um, two other questions Drips animated nature On sidelines towards refs Is it giving Cat A pass to wind more On the floor Ryan Saunders got his First mm. tech In the last game And I think it's just The opposite I think he's doing it To stand up for Towns And he is being salty and He's yelling at the refs So Towns doesn't have to And I think that You know Towns does still get into it A little bit with the refs But not nearly as bad As he was in the past So I think that It's actually working out I'm happy with uh, His salt uh, With Drip Saunders uh, Abrasiveness towards the refs Because I think it's like his team Get back on defense Because yeah. they know Coach has got their back I
0: got no problem With it I don't think he Takes it overboard Or anything and Right Cat I think Has gotten He's gotten better At not lagging Behind plays But at the same time If you're gonna that's just kind of Comes with the territory Being a star player yeah. You got to kind of act the
1: role a little bit. Yeah, I agree. He, especially on a night like Wednesday with the Jazz, he was not getting calls, and he was getting a lot of calls against him. So yeah, we can all understand the frustration. I mean, I Wiggins, Wiggins yelled at the refs on Wednesday. Yeah, you Wiggins never was see incensed. The, you never see that. You know what's bad? When you got to look yourself in the mirror if you're a ref right. Exactly. Wiggins is getting in your face. He never goes off on refs. So yeah. that was really telling. Um, and then the last question uh, he had for us was: Trevia, Trevia, and Trevi gone? Uh-huh. His hustle is good, but is he shooting himself? out of the rotation uh, and this is kind of tough because I love what Trevion Graham brings to the team he's got good defense he's got a lot of hustle in the open uh, 50-50 ball situations he seems to be getting those he uh, you know in the open Intangibles. court yeah and he's he gets to the rim at an okay rate too so I love all those aspects but it's hard to play him if he's he's shooting 18% from three right now
0: yeah, that's exactly what Utah did, is they basically just said, okay, we're going to double Towns, and, yeah, we're, gonna and leave. We're, we're not going to guard We're going to leave you, you wide open, and we're going to make you beat us, and obviously he didn't. So, yeah, I do think <laughs> if it continues, he's playing himself out of It's definitely of the a weak link offensively.
1: And it might be one of those things where they just have to give him a bogus injury and then have him not play for a couple of weeks while he figures it right. out.
0: But And defensively, he's good, but I don't think he makes up for the deficiencies you – you're taking offensively. I, I do
1: like that he takes open shots, you know. We've yeah, seen players yeah. who are not good, like even J.O. last year, he would turn down open threes and kind of dribble it in and take a worse shot That's at the, the rim. That's the Teague thing. Yeah, too. it's the yeah. Teague thing too. So I, I like that he's not afraid. He has an open shot, he takes it. And I, even though he's only making 18%, which means don't shoot those open shots, you know. If yeah. you're on the floor and you have an open shot, you have to take it, and I, I'm glad that he's doing that at least. That's following the philosophy. So, yeah, yeah. I can laud him for that. All right. Next up, uh, speaking of our Australian listeners, Lex I Drury. Like this question, by At the way. Lex. Uh, he says, in Australia, it's relatively easy to avoid spoilers. Social media blackout till the Arvo. I don't know what that is. Um, mm-hmm. To what lengths would an MSP, resident? I ah, used it. Okay. Uh, have to go to avoid spoilers. Um so, uh, what about you, Robert? Do you have any techniques? To use Do you watch the games live, or do you ever have I watch some of them on delay? Um, I
0: will. At a certain, point, I used to have issues with people like texting me, like "What a finish," yeah. you know, or like "Tough loss," that sort of thing. I've kind of gotten it out to those people, like make sure that you check with me before you before you uh, message yeah. me about a game. That's just Be good. like, "Are you watching the Wolves?" That's or just something good like etiquette. That. But usually, if someone texts me, "Are you watching the Wolves?" That's sort of a something happens. Right yeah, something something's happened. going on. Yeah, could be good, could be bad. mostly good because them being bad isn't notable enough to text you. <laughs> yeah, but I've I have just out of habit, like brought up Twitter or something. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh no! But I always do the uh, whenever I'm pulling a game up on delay, just in case you know accidentally pull it up live or something like yeah. that i i do the mute it and like sure, smart and cover up the most of the screen with my hand Very just smart. to make sure that i'm not going to accidentally you know do something so it's it's a technique that i myself have refined a little bit and i've gotten better at
1: yeah, this season, I have uh, i don't think I've watched a game live ex- except for the ones I've been at because I'm working more often at nights at the Amsterdam Bar and Hall in St. Paul. Come by, say hi. It's a good great great venue. Great specials. Great specials, great food. Um, but I'm working a lot of nights, and so I'm not there to see the Wolves games. And most of the employees now, I've told them, don't say anything. There's a guy named Slav, wonderful man who gets excited about the Wolves, and sometimes I hear him talking excitedly with other guys. I'm like, Slav, come on.
0: Don't yeah. let
1: me hear you. Um, but one thing I had to do this season, I have a, a scorekeeping app. It's from The Score, which is a Canadian sports company. And I had to turn off notifications because they did spoil one game for me this season. With, right. You know, Andrew Wiggins hits, you know shot in overtime <laughs> to win for yeah. the Wolves. And, and Wolves win. I'm like, ah damn. And so I I avoid that. Uh, Most of my friends know I don't watch them live, so I don't get any updates from them. But yeah, turning off notifications on (laughs) everything on my phone so I don't get an accidental notification is big. big. And now I'm not going to look at the NPR news ticker because I park at NPR, work at Amsterdam, walk back at night. It's just landmine after landmine. I can't believe it. Yeah, such a landmine. But yeah, you got to be careful. You can't watch anything else on ESPN because the ticker is on the bottom and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, stay off Reddit, stay off Twitter, make sure I don't go on any social media, which is tough. Cause if I'm at the Amsterdam and I have some downtime, I want to look at Twitter, but can't, can't no, do it. I'll actually like before the Wolves game starts or even, I don't care knowing the halftime score, but at, like halftime. I will update my Twitter feed. So I don't have to, I like, this is the line of demarcation. This is where sure. I cannot go above and Smart. I can scroll below it. So yeah, you gotta you gotta you know avoid the spoilers for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, real quickly, his other questions are: Does crunch attend practice, or do they in some way choreograph his player dabs during lineups? Uh, I don't think he attends practice, but he does no. have choreographed stuff with town, so he must do that. You know, before the game, maybe we'll, there's some I'm time sure where there's his own out.
0: practice with like the uh, like the dunk squad. Oh or yeah, whatever definitely. Yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, that's far as far as I know. And which Wolves player, past or present, would make the best mailman? <laughs> <laughs> Ie fast slash punctual punctual can carry the load good with dogs go etc. Wow, what a question! Best My man, answer man. is Tyus Jones. Tyus, he, he has a dog, and I he think distributes well? he distributes. He has the he like had the best assist to turnover ratio in like NBA history like a year or two ago. Sure, and so that's a man who's not going to lose letters because he yeah. doesn't turn it over. And yeah, like you said, he distributes and he's good with dogs. So that's
0: I'm going to go with Tyus Jones. Um just go i can make this joke i'm going to take uh kevin garnett because uh he always had trouble
1: on sunday matinee games and oh, he doesn't have nice. to worry about it perfect
0: mailmans don't deliver on very sunday. smart
1: very smart all right then uh actually we're gonna skip the last question uh i'll have robert address it on twitter harry at mcnair oplane uh we appreciate you sending in the question but we're just crunch for time so we're gonna move on to wolfies your weekly Wolfie. All right, we're going to kind of blow through these quickly because I don't want Neil to get stressed out about how uh, oh, I'm sure you're over- sweating. he's so stressed and he doesn't need that. Um, so our weekly Wolfies, uh, you guys know what Wolfies are. If it's your first episode, uh, go back and listen to some other episodes because we're not going to explain the concept. Um, I'm going to go first. Uh, there was a great article by John Hollinger on The Athletic. It is called The Three-Shot Foul is a Bad Rule Badly Enforced with Bad Side Effects. It's time. It needs to go. And he says, I can think of four potential reasons it should go. When the punishment doesn't fit the crime, he did the math to show that, like, it's the way most effective way. It's on par with, like, flagrant foul in terms of, like, scoring efficiency. And it's heads and shoulders above a two-point shot, even, you know, a foul, two-point free throw shooting. Uh, so he does the math there um, when the officials have difficulty calling it correctly, which he's proven through a lot of video evidence in the article that officials do struggle with it for a lot of reasons. And because of that, it encourages behavior it was originally de- designed to discourage. He has a lot of video evidence of now it's just... Endemic in the league Everyone kicks out their leg Everyone's kicking out their leg To catch contact It's dangerous for the players To do this Both for the defender And the offensive player And the way It's just unnatural The the shooting mechanics They're learning Because they're all about Jumping into a player While they're shooting And uh, The last criteria was It takes the game In a worse direction I know the Wolves got two of these last night, but they were also the bad kind where they're they're jumping in. They feel the defender, so they just throw up a three-point shot. It's World a bad shot. It's not line, a yeah. shot they would have ever taken in real life. It's purely because they felt the contact. And it's just ugly, bad basketball. Like, if you're not shooting to make it, then that's something you should discourage with the rules in the league. So for a litany of reasons that I think are super valid, I am now on board with changing it from, if you get fouled from three, you only get two shots now instead mm, of three. Interesting, And okay. I think that would change... The game for the better, and I encourage you all to read the article. Neil will link it in the show notes.
0: There's always going to be pros and cons with all these rule changes, but by and large, I think I agree with you. All right, my weekly Wolfie is going to go to a a number of the Iowa Wolves players, many of which have been called up, but I'm going to focus on three in particular. The only one that hasn't been called up and seen some. I mean, I guess Nas Reed got called up, but he didn't actually right. see any. And I've seen his time. highlights. I'm
1: very impressed with how yeah. he's been playing.
0: Uh, but I mean, we'll start with Nas then. I mean, Nas has been absolutely balling. It's crazy. He's still like, he's 20 years old. He just turned 20 like, like two months ago. Um, but he's been playing real well. He's been, uh, I'm just looking at his stats now uh, 18 and a half points. He's shooting threes. He's making a respectable amount, 32% from three. Um, 11 rebounds yeah and he's shooting a volume
1: of threes too
0: yeah yeah he's shooting at least shooting six threes a game he's making two of them um so you got to respect him from out there he's getting rebounds he's averaging about an assist and a half two steals
1: a game Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a lot to love about it
0: yeah so he's looking like he could be potentially he could contribute uh kbd playing well obviously he's a little bit uh a little bit older uh, then the rest, he's 23, about to turn 24. Yeah, coming he played, up here he in played for months.
1: several years in college.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's uh, he's still doing his thing. He's making he's making four threes a game. Love it. Um, he's shooting. I mean, he's not going to be able to sustain this. He's shooting 60% from three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just versatile, doing everything. And then uh, Jalen Noel is the one guy who I'm kind of surprised that the Wolves haven't called up, uh, called up, and given him a little bit of a run. Uh, but he's averaging twenty and a half a game. Uh, he's shooting forty percent plus from three, forty three. His shot looks
1: good. I was watching highlights how he the footwork he uses to Great set up footwork, the three yeah. looks so repeatable. And
0: he's rebounding too, five and a half rebounds a game for a guard.
1: Yeah, he, he distributing a little bit. He really excites me. Yeah, he's someone who.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we see like see another injury that if he's the for a guard I I think he could definitely get some run. I'm actually kind of surprised that you know, Keelan Martin got the run and not Jalen Noel, but yeah. You know, Keelan's my guy, so can't uh, can't, can't get too upset. Can't hate over on that, but, man.
1: He had that floater off the glass in Utah oh, that was over yeah, insane, insane.
0: Yeah, he really so. took over, but uh yeah, I'm. I keep reminding myself I should start watching some Iowa Wolves games. Absolutely,
1: uh, I think that the Iowa Wolves have never been better integrated with the Minnesota Wolves. It oh, seems yeah. like they're running a lot of the same systems, and there's a lot of communication between our coaching staff and their coaching staff. There's a lot of guys that I can get excited about too. Exactly. I, I definitely let's let's make that a goal. Let's watch an Iowa Wolves yes. games before let's you start come an back. Iowa Wolves podcast. I'm I'm intrigued. Let's talk about it. Maybe <laughs> Iowa I'll Wolves video, a video podcast or something. Ooh, nice. I like it. We will we'll discuss that. Let's both watch an Iowa Wolves game, and then when you come back to co-host in December, we can talk about it. Done. All right. Awesome. And then finally, uh, just real quickly, our Canis uh, Wolfie of the Week. That goes to our favorite Canis article. Got to make the EIC editor-in-chief happy, so we're picking a John <laughs> Meyer article at the Daily Wolf. He wrote, should Jarrett Culver stick with the starters? And does Andrew Wiggins benefit from playing without a ball-dominant point guard? very good stuff Great I tell stuff. you more about it, it but we're crunch for time so we will link it in the show notes and unlike the athletic stuff it's free so <laughs> you go check it out all right and uh, yeah everybody uh, with that being said let's go ahead and play a game um, so today's game is something we've never done before I got the inspiration from the starters uh, excuse me the no dunk crew now mm-hmm. formerly the basketball Jones formerly the starters. Uh, They have a podcast on the Athletic Network called No Dunks. I'm pretty sure it's free, though, so you don't have to subscribe to Athletic to get it. Um, But you should subscribe anyways, because they have Britt Robson, and he's uh, our best Wolves writer. But the game is... uh, They had a... Game on their show where they uh, they drafted all decade teams and so they drafted players from different categories like a guard, a forward, a center, a wild card, and a role player. Oh, wild card, right? I like that. But we've we've changed it up just a little bit for our own purposes. But it is the end of the decade, so we're going to draft our all decade. What a decade we Decade of failure. <laughs> it's been a real decade bad decade of futility. Their rule for uh, the starters was for the role player it can't be anyone who's ever made an all star team or. Or okay. an All NBA team, and so I was like, okay, so there's three players in our last decade who yeah, have so made an All Star team. That
0: leaves dozens and dozens more. Right, exactly. So basically, it down.
1: A we've lot. had nothing but a roster of role players for a decade, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> But uh, no matter, because it's still a decade we loved watching the Wolves, and it's still basketball, and we still love our Timberwolves. That's right. So uh, our categories are going to be a little bit different than the starters. Um, We're going to draft a guard, a forward, a center, a washed player, a (laughs) flash-in-the-pan player, a locker room guy, an enforcer, and we're going to ban somebody from our arena. They can't get in uh, because we own the team. Uh, Locked out. So the rules are you're only getting their Timberwolves production. Sorry, Brad Miller. You know he played <laughs> played five games or so oh, with the Timberwolves, Brad. fifteen games with the Timberwolves last, this decade. His
0: last game was with the Wolves. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, so that would also fit the washed category. Um, but you're only going to get their stats from this uh, from this decade. Uh, so if you pick KG, you're only getting his stats from uh, you know 2009 2010 season. Return, right? Yeah. So you're not getting the peak KG. You're only getting the Timberwolves stats from this decade. Right. We're doing the previous 10 NBA seasons, which is 2009-10 through last season, 2018-19. So no Jarrett Culver for your team, unfortunately. Okay. We're leaving him out. If you really, really, really want Jarrett Culver, we can make it work, but I think we're going to be okay.
0: No Jake Layman.
1: No Jake Layman. But if you if, you, if your heart's set on him, we can make an exception. But uh, We'll see those, if it comes to that. Uh, so you only get their last 10 years. That's their accolades, their skill set, their style of play, their stats, whatever. We're, this team is kind of just, uh, we're picking guys, not necessarily who would win on the basketball court, but just... That uh, can't be the criteria for this. Right. Because who knows? <laughs> be slim pickings. But we're just building teams here. Let's All right. do it. So let's get started. I have the first pick in the guards round, and I don't have to think about it because he's my favorite Wolves player ever. It's uh, Ricky Rubio.
0: Yeah, Obvious number one choice. He's um, uh,
1: he's Ricky Rubio. He's not like anyone else. Yeah. I mean, he's,
0: when he comes back to Target Center, I mean, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but when he comes back on uh, Saturday with Phoenix, it's going to be a rousing re- ovation. Oh, All-time I, great.
1: I should point out on our doc, I've separated the players from the last 10 years into separate categories. Guards, guards, slash forwards, forwards. And so, the people who are tweeners, you can pick them as a guard or a forward, which makes me think maybe I should have picked Andrew Wiggins, but Ricky's nah. my guy. Ricky's yeah, always Ricky's my guy. Ricky's going to so be number one regardless. Ricky's number one for me. Uh, who do you pick a, as Ooh, a guard? This is tough. Luke um, Ridenour?
0: That's who I'm going to pick, honestly. honestly. I'm taking Luke Oh, uh, yeah. I loved Luke when he was with the team. I thought that he was actually had his best years as a Wolf, um, and it's not as if there's a ton of other competition. I mean... Levine maybe, Kmart maybe. I mean, even Teague. But uh, I thought our the the track record. The I mean, he was with the Wolves for like five years, something like that. Um, so yeah, I love I'm that uh, Luke
1: out of balance play we would run for him, where it's like a baseline jumper. He would yeah. just you know get it along right. the baseline. It was a great play. He He's was a he was Jedi from that two long two base, they uh, baseline jumper. could play a lick of
0: defense, but. Um, offensively, he was pretty solid. Is he number so. 13? I think he was 13. All right. I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right. So, so I've
1: got Ricky. You've got Luke. That's the first round. Let's go ahead. And you have the first pick in our forwards round.
0: Ooh, forwards.
1: Well, also I should say if you, if I had picked Andrew Wiggins, you can't pick him in the forwards round.
0: Right. Cause okay. that's how drafts work. Um, before I got to, especially given the, uh, Given his little resurgence here, I... mm, Man. Okay, I didn't think I was ever going to say this. I got to take Jimmy Buckets. Ooh. I hate myself for saying it, but uh, in terms of just, like, one season, he's better than any of these guys. His best... His one season with the Wolves is better than... Any of the other forward uh, guard slash forward season with the Wolves?
1: Okay, um, I'm very shocked by that. Um, I mean, he he was an All Star and All NBA on the season yeah. he was here. So uh, him and Ridenour, that Plus that backcourt. If you oh. well, you know, he apparently is really good playing with the third strainer. So you That's know, right. he might be able to do some great things with Hour on the court. <laughs> All right. Well, this changes up my whole draft strategy because right. honestly, I was uh, expecting you to pick Towns. And I would have said, you know, because uh, he's a t- forward slash center category. Okay were you aware no, we're of that doing guard forwards no no <laughs> we're doing the, the guards round is over there's not a guards forwards round there's no tweener round there's a guards round a forwards round and a centers round now, i'll stick with what I. Got. are you sure because i I'll will let you take towns no I'll, we'll stick with it okay because i had game plan for you taking towns, so i was i was prepared to take love with my pick so well uh, you're gonna have
0: to pick differently now yep
1: um so i'm gonna go ahead and go with carl anthony towns you know all right good call he's uh the future he's only made two all-star teams compared to kevin loves three with the wolves mm. uh, kevin love also won an olympic gold while with the wolves and three-point shootout a most improved player three-point shootout at nba all-star weekend so but towns won the skills challenge oh uh, yeah I, I think the <laughs> 3.1 is way more impressive more than the Skills challenge but uh yeah i'm pretty happy with cat i've got cat and ricky what a pick and roll combo oh it's gonna yeah. be dynamite yeah i'm in on that i like that all right next up we were picking centers Wow. Okay. If I didn't list him as a center because he never played really center with us because he was by Darko and Peck, his years here. But Kevin Love did play center for the Cavs. So if you wanted to pick him at center, I would allow. I would allow it.
0: Okay. Sure. Um, it's my pick. It's um, your pick.
1: You're starting. Or, or actually, I start your the centers pick. round. You're right. You were about to give it to me. I was about to give it to you, man. Kufas. Um, uh, you know, once again, I kind of built my team in mind of getting Kevin Love in the second round. So with Carl in the second round, it changes it up a little bit. But I'm going to go with, you know, I think our favorite player of the past decade. Besides, like, you know, I, I said Ricky's my favorite. But my second favorite player of the last decade was Nikola Pekovic. Oh, big Peck. So Peck, he's got the interior. He's going to have so much uh, room to work now that Cat can space out the floor. injury history,
0: though. That's the only thing
1: That with is him. the tough thing. But it, during his healthy years, man, was oh, he fun. Unstoppable. All right, well,
0: hmm. I'm going to take—well, I think it's—actually, it's pretty obvious. I'm taking Big Al Jefferson.
1: Ooh, good one. That's a good I, one. I
0: loved Big Al. He was a, the single bastion of hope in all those really tough years, um, and he was really entertaining to watch. Completely unique player yeah. um, in the NBA during that period of time. So uh, Big Al on my team with Jimmy Buckets. And
1: (laughs) I like the composition of your team this is already this is already fascinating oh yeah all right next up the category is washed this is a player who was great but way past his prime by the time he came to the wolves we saw that a lot in the past decade where it's like wow we finally got this player and then they finished their career with us or it was a situation where they went to one last team and finished their career (laughs) hey Mo Williams you know (laughs) right um I'm taking
0: uh, I'm looking at the list here there's quite a and you can get, a list, you can get but,
1: guys who aren't on the list but I just thought uh, these were no the this best is good options.
0: Um, I, I'm taking uh, I'm tempted to go sentimental and take kg but I'm taking Andre Karolenko because yep. I thought his his brief time he was like
1: brilliant. He was really good. And we were his second to last team because he went to the Nets. But he had like another season or two with the Nets before he retired. I I know he got a three year deal. I don't think he played all three years of that deal. No, that was that weird, like, under the table. Yeah, no, we got, we, uh, so we knew Alexei Shevet's brother. He would hang out with us sometimes, named Dima. And he told us that, uh, I think he said, like, he's getting like $15 million under the table from Russia. He he just, like, was very honest about it. He was like, oh, yeah, he's getting, he's getting, yeah. So uh, there is your scoop for listening to all J.K.
0: was so. Uh, I mean, he he got kind of injured here and there, but he dream was, player. I, but God, he was just so entertaining to watch. He always knew
1: where to be. He could pass. He could cut. He could do everything. everything. He, you know, he's the five by five. You know, five, yeah. He the five points, rebounds, steals, guy, yeah. assists, and blocks. And he had that I mean, awesome tattoo. Yes, I was just going to say, like the the dragon wings, wings or, on yeah. his back. Awesome. You can see it peeking out of the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Always, yeah. And, of course, uh, my favorite jersey when I see someone wearing it in the Target I got mine. Set. I, I got mine. The Karolinko 47 in black. Yeah. It, it all came together with that uh, AK-47. I wonder today if he came into the league if he'd still be AK-47 as the nickname. Because yeah. everyone's, you know, CP3, you know, whatever. That's the right. standard kind of nickname, initials and number. But it's, it's a different climate politically, I think. But you'd mm. be naming him after, like, one of the most popular guns, you know? Yeah, that... It's not like it's M16 or anything, though. It's not like the assault rifle that most mass shooters are using these days. Right. Yeah, I think he'd slip in just because the whole Russia thing. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it's perfect. Okay. Uh, I think that was a great call. Thank you. (laughs) Man, Jimmy Butler and AK-47 on the same team.
0: Dare to dream. Yeah, don't dribble too closely to either of those guys.
1: All right. My washed player I'm going to go with is um, tempted for old Kevin Garnett, but I think there's some other roles I can draft him if Mm. he's still on the board. Whereas, I'm going to go with Kevin Martin. Oh, Kmart, yeah. He still had a couple good seasons with us. He was nowhere near the player he was for the Rockets or for Sacramento by the time he got here. Right. Well, he was washed. Yeah, because if he was better, he would have signed with a better team than us. But, exactly. you know, we were yeah. kind of like the last option for him. And he played like half a season with San Antonio after the Wolves, but yeah, it was nothing. So I'm going to go with Kevin Martin. Um, so That's he, a good I, pick. I need he a was little, my second guy. I need a little shooting next to Ricky, you know? I, a yeah. I cat uh, and Kmart can only stretch the force so much when i have two non-shooters in ricky and peck so. i love
0: the really good shooters who have like the weird the weird such like, a, shooting the, motion
1: one of the weirdest but the, you just couldn't judge him because it was effective but yeah, it was such it was a like weird flecky and motion like, uh, and it
0: wouldn't be above his head it was kind of like at his chest yeah i'm trying to think of the guys who were really good shooters who had the,
1: the weird motion like zerbiak is kind of weird he kind of shot it with two. Oh hands. yeah definitely I remember when he broke his wrist and then went on to score 30 points against the Knicks. And then it was like after the game, it was like, oh, we took an x ray. That's a broken wrist. (laughs) Unbelievable. Pure score. That's right. All right, next up we have our Flash in the Pan. This is a player who played less than half a season with the Wolves. So that is less than 41 games with the Timberwolves. KG only played 45 games with the Timberwolves when he returned. Yeah. And uh, Thaddeus Young played 45. And there's another one that was right on the cusp here that I had to cut. I think it's Mo Williams. Um, so I, I've listed some players that I think are good options. And do I have the first pick in this round? You I do. do. I do. Okay. Don't mess it up. Um I'm taking a quick look at this and I'm going to go with oh, I need shooting kind of need shooting. I was thinking of Andre Miller, Lou Amundsen. Uh, Lou Amundsen. What a, the man bun. And before <laughs> yes. man buns are cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Turioff is kind of tempting. Omri Caspi uh, kind of Damn tempting. Omri Caspi. I'm going to go with Troy Daniels. Troy Daniels. He wow. is just a dead eye. And I was always upset we didn't keep him for longer. He only played 19 games with us. But then he would find his way to some Houston Rockets teams. Houston, so that knew yeah. how to use the shooting. I think he played for the Suns for so a little bit. So the Lakers now? Yeah. And I just think, like, he's got one NBA-level skill, and that's shooting. And like I said, I need some of that. And the, the Wolves do needed shooting right? all those years. I still can't believe we still let him just go for nothing, but there you go.
0: Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm looking at the list here. I am going to take, um, just because we need a little pizzazz, my my team is all about toughness, yeah, and attitude. Very tough. So I'm taking uh, I'm taking Lance Stevenson. Ooh, <laughs> he actually played decently well before he like got a, like a series of ankle sprains or something like that.
1: Yeah, he only played six games with us, which is weird because in my mind he played more games with us than that. Right, right. But he uh, made an imprint, though. It's funny because he just had some beef with Jimmy Butler recently. Yeah, uh, about Butler was saying like I saw Lance Stevenson when playing in league, so I knew I could make it or something like that. Some kind of trash <laughs> talk and Lance. Of clap back at him all the way from China, yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, that's uh, just in terms of like box
0: office, you got I a, mean, Lance, you got a team of SOBs, yeah. my friend. Yeah, that's right. He's he's gonna, he plays well again, he plays the level of his competition. It always seemed like he would get up for like the tough, the tough matchups,
1: yeah. He's uh, he is. A very unique player.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well,
1: uh, I think that your team needs someone in the locker room who's going to be guy. good for chemistry. So why oh, don't yeah. you pick got a locker Jimmy room Jimmy buckets.
0: Guy. I got Lance Stevenson. Yeah, you need. need you're going to need some kind of peacemaker. Yeah. And I think there's only one for me. I'm taking uh, I'm
1: taking Corey Brewer. Ooh, gotta love Corey. That's yeah. a great he's, call.
0: He's one of my top three all time
1: Timberwolves. Mr. Smiley. Not, Smiles, no, effort, no ego at all, which is None. what you need in your locker room right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I You see... always end every every interview with "Go Wolves." Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I just have a feeling like Jimmy could berate him all day, and Corey's not going to take it personally. You know, Corey's yeah. just going to be Corey's fine. An with NBA it. champion. Yeah, NCAA champion. One of the few NBA champions who have played for the Wolves in the past decade. So, and NCAA Ooh, champion. You're right. That's exactly all the way. right. Yeah. Two time NCAA champion. Yeah, back to back. Uh, That was quite a team. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's see. I'm looking for a good locker room presence, and I'm going to go with old Kevin Garnett. I did not list him as KG at all on this list. It's always old, old Kevin, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, there's a difference. But uh, just a sage guy in the locker room. Seemed like Cat played better on defense when KG was around. Oh, yeah. And I just think that, you know, I mean, Roney, Lou Aldane <laughs> could be good. Uh, Jamal Crawford, Andre Miller. Beasley
0: is on this list. He's that, your locker room guy. <laughs> that was a stretch. He's super never cool, been on a winning team. Super cool locker room presence.
1: Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, he's, he brings the drugs. Yeah, yeah. He's your guy if he needs something. Yeah, I'm going to go with old Kevin Garnett as my locker room presence. So. That's a good call. Can't uh, go wrong with KG. All right, now we go on to a very important role. Even though it feels like your team doesn't need it, uh, yeah, my team. your team is tough as nails already. Well, you got Peck already. I've got Peck, who is maybe the best enforcer the play for the team. But we're an enforcer, someone that you don't want to mess with. Like, Did you see that Knicks game the other night where Joel Embiid and Marcus Morris got into it? Mm, yeah. Mark Joel wanted nothing from Marcus. It, course, it's such a yeah. contrary thing to what happened with Cat, where he was like doing the fake, like hold me back, and then he walked away from Marcus Morris like really quickly. Right, like yeah. he's like, oh, Marcus Morris will actually assault me. So I think yeah, we not We need a tough guy on the team, and uh, you get the first pick. No, you get the first pick. Oh, don't I keep you? trying it's to a, give you the first pick. Draft. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's mostly big men as you would imagine um, but I thought it was funny that Sebastian Telfair is on this list Bassie. and sure. I might actually I'm going to go with Bassie. Wow. because I he's have your enforcer I already have like the big strong man in Pekovic even though he doesn't have a mean streak he's just too tough um, but Sebastian Telfair has been arrested twice for gun charges, since he's left the league, okay. I think that he so more of like an off the court enforcer, right? This is a guy like Marcus Morris that you don't want to mess with because he's not afraid to you know get arrested. Ah, oh, okay. I think that it's uh, important having that combustibility is something that it's, it's like uh, I don't want to mess with this guy because he might actually come after me in real life, right?
0: Well, uh, my enforcer, then, I'm looking over the list. There's some great candidates. I mean, Amundsen's still on the board. Darko, obviously. Darko. But see, Darko, the thing for me, I don't think he can be an enforcer because he's kind of an embarrassment. Yeah. And he doesn't he's, really he's kind of a wimp. I know, I know he
1: does like kickboxing now or something, but yeah. yeah no I, one's
0: taking him seriously. So I agree. I'm going to go ahead and take Steamer. Uh, Steemzma. He was. He got into like, some scrapes. Yeah, he did. He was a hard foul guy. And he's oh, st- yeah. he's he's like a player development guy or something like yeah you know, with the he's wolves a coach now, with the wolves so he's still connected with them. So he was all, all elbows to, on those screens, oh, you know, all elbows. Yeah, you did not want to. He would definitely send you to the floor if he came uh, if you came to the rim against him. So he knew why he, he was in the league. Yeah, he knew his role. He he wasn't going to be like you know getting post ups and stuff like that. So I'm going to go ahead and take steamer. He's going to be my uh, he's going to be my enforcer.
1: All right, great. Well, now we move on to someone who won't be on your team. Mm. It's banned from the arena. Wolves villains. Okay, uh, this is the That's one category few. where I listed some non-players because I figured <laughs> it's not like you're adding them to the team, so you could add some non-players uh, as well. But uh, I'll be interested to see where you go with the first pick. Hmm, I'm looking over the list here.
0: I took one of the band. From, took one of the wolves villains already. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take. Uh, for me, it's pretty obvious. I'm taking David Kahn. Yeah, I think he's the biggest villain and. Wolves history
1: yeah just uh, no one had a more adverse effect on the Wolves over the past 10 years than David Kahn he ruined yeah, us he ruined a, us on the
0: court and off the court perspective like the PR <laughs> hit that the Wolves took when he such was such an with idiot
1: them. and the, not only were all the moves bad he ostracized Kevin Love our best player and basically forced him out of the city he was so incompetent it was embarrassing And then he would defend himself all the time. Actually, I'm smarter than you. What an Uh, idiot. I hated that guy.
0: Yeah. He's, He's nowhere near the wolves in my fantasy team.
1: Okay. That leaves me... You see... Tibbs is kind of interesting, but I don't blame. I think he was trying his best. I think he was, uh, you know, bad for the team. You knew what you were getting. Yeah, when you knew you hired what you were getting. On. Johnny Flynn. It's not his fault. Flynn. He's not. It's not his fault that he's so much worse than he's Steph a victim Curry. Of history. Yeah, he's a victim of history, and so I don't think he's got ill will. Whereas Jimmy Butler blew up the team, but you already got him. That's true.
0: Can't he forced take his him. way out.
1: Um, Derek Williams is a name I'm considering, but I'm going to go with Adrian Payne. Wow. Uh, well, Adrian I'll, Payne. Just oh. I'm just angry. I'm getting a headache. I always said it, the pain is for the headache you get while watching him play. Ugh, oh, he those was just unpleasant. Rough, unpleasant. So. Rough games. Yeah, I'm going Adrian Payne. Don't come into the arena anymore, Adrian. It's we don't you want took you him over here. Darko. You have Darko.
0: No, I didn't take Darko. Oh, you
1: didn't take Darko. Oh, I don't want Darko. Okay. <laughs> he can't even. He's, make, he's not coming back to the stage. I can't States. even make it. I don't even need to ban him. Um, before we go on, uh, we're going to f- also choose our jerseys and our coach for the okay. team. Okay. Um, but first, I had a category, and I decided not to include it, called Who? These are players I've never heard of when I was looking back on I've the past heard of some 10 years. I've most of these guys. Which ones They're... have you heard of?
0: Okay, so you've got Nathan Jawai on the list. He's yeah. the Thunder from Down Under. No, no clue who that guy yeah, is. I remember Nathan Jawai. I remember uh, Orlando Tucker uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, I remember Will Conroy. Sean Kilpatrick, I remember, because okay, I think well. he was...
1: I think I, he, I just I think, like, who are these players? I think
0: there were some people that actually wanted him to have a little bit more of a shot, Kilpatrick. Uh, Jared Terrell, I remember. He's pretty recent. Yeah, he was last year, so I feel like I should know him. But Those to, are, I mean, some of these other guys. Arinze um, Onaku, Jason yeah, Hart. I don't really remember a lot of AJ him. Price. AJ Price, yeah. No idea. All yeah, right. In terms of actual memory, Jowai is the one that sticks out the most for me. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, uh, Robert, I'll let you have first pick of the coaches. I wanted to limit it to the coaches in the past decade because that's kind of the theme. Uh, I put that on the list on the top of the list if you wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's Rambis, uh, Adelman, Saunders, Saunders, Mitchell, and Thibodeau.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take Flip. Okay. The best years were under Flip. Um, I mean, he came back, and it was sort of like the whole nepotism, sort of country club thing when he came back. But mm-hmm. that being said, uh, th- I've gained a greater appreciation for him uh, since he left us tragically. So, take okay. and flip. And what jersey are you wearing? Ooh, what jersey am I wearing? Um, it has to be in the last ten years.
1: Yeah, but we've had throwbacks in the last ten years of almost all oh, of the okay. old. Okay, so, pre- so pretty much, if you want to go trees, you can. I'm gonna go trees then. Okay. I still think that's the best look. Black trees, yeah. yeah. It's it's classic. I think it's our best yeah. our second best look, in my opinion. And those are the best years for the wolves. The uh, trees years. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that's a great call. I am, shout out to the sleeved black jerseys. Uh. <laughs> I I, <laughs> yeah. I like those. I own a couple of them. I like the design that was on the side. But I'm gonna go with the Prince ones. I've already made my feelings mm, known about right. that. Going with the Prince jerseys, purple addition that's my favorite Wolves jersey ever and I'm you know I love the flip choice he's obviously the best coach out of the ones to pick sure but I feel like your team would have really responded to the toughness of Tom Thibodeau you have a bunch Aww. of SLBs on your team I could see him I understand I why you didn't Jimmy, pick Thibodeau but yeah you've got a bunch of you got a bunch of uh, assholes on your team so I think that, ridden hour. Yeah, that's true but he, <laughs> even he's a tough guy you know he was he's a blue collar kind of uh, oh, player sure. Oregon you know? guy yeah exactly the uh, Pacific Northwesterners yeah they, they're no <laughs> for something um, but I'm gonna go with Salty Smitch, Sam Mitchell ah Smitch. okay I think you know underrated I, I liked his interviews and
0: I think that he's gonna you liked his interviews what What few he was he was saltiest during
1: those interviews that's why I liked it former so, coach of the year but he, you know he's always a straightforward guy and I appreciated him for that he believed in Andrew Wiggins Yeah, who's on your or no did he make your team Wiggins actually didn't get Wiggins on a team oh my drafted. gosh wow he just wow. fell through the ranks snubbed also not on a team Kevin Love Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. I think uh, part of that was just how I set up the categories. It's easy to forget guys you've scrolled past in the doc, but mm. um, in hindsight, man, that was a real dumb move by us to not pick Kevin Love. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, you could still be like, okay, you know, I understand why you're not picking him. But man, to not pick Love, three time All Star, that's I mean, a big mistake. Yeah,
0: I mean, huge mistake. I mean, hindsight, well, twenty twenty. Here's
1: what but... we'll do: we'll tell Neil to draft a team and tweet out his picks, and he's going to be very, get, he's yeah. going to be very happy He'll that Kevin the Love the is on the board for him. Oh
0: yeah, Kevin Love will be his number 1 overall I'm sure but then after that that rounding out his team that's where it's going that's All right. where it's going to be a little more difficult
1: let's go ahead and recap our teams real quick my team wearing the purple prince jerseys I have Ricky Rubio as my guard my forward is Carl Anthony Towns my center is Nikola Pekovic my washed player is Kevin Martin my flash in the pan is uh who was shooting Troy Daniels which Troy my Daniels. my flash in the pan my locker room guy was old Kevin Garnett My enforcer was Sebastian Telfair. And banned from the arena, don't come in here. uh, That was Adrian Payne.
0: Okay. At guard, uh, my backcourt, I've got uh, Luke Ridenour, my first overall pick. Amazing. And Jimmy Buckets. Um, My forward, I've got... um,
1: You picked Jimmy Buckets as your forward. Jimmy Buckets as my
0: forward, yeah. Um, But then I've also got, uh, let's see, I've got Big Big Al Jefferson. Um, I took. Um, Kirilenko is in there uh, somewhere. Yeah, he was your washed player. Yeah, he was my washed player. Uh, Corey Brewer was in there.
1: He was your locker room guy. Locker room, yeah. Um, your flash in the pan was flash uh, in the pan was AK. A- no, no, AK played too many games for us. AK was your uh, washed player. Let's see, I'm looking at the list. Oh, uh, flash the- land. Right. Stevenson, Lance, was your Lance. That's right. Yes. Yeah, what a tough team you've got. <laughs> Uh, your locker room guy was Corey Brewer, Corey. and your enforcer was Greg Steamsmar. Steamer. Steamer, and they're playing
0: in the. Uh Flip is leading the leading the team with the uh, traditional uh, Trees jerseys.
1: Amazing. Everybody, um, let us know what your teams are. Go ahead and pick one for every category. And, uh, and no David
0: Kahn it. in the arena.
1: No David Kahn in that arena. That's right. Not allowed. And that should actually just be a rule we have at the Target Center. For it should be real, posted real as yeah. you enter. Yeah. No no weapons on this premises and no David Kahn's on a this premises. A picture
0: of his weird face with a slash through it.
1: Right. I, I would do that if I owned the team. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Wolf's Cast. We really appreciate it. Uh, Neil will be back next week, but we'll have Robert on the pod again in December. Thanks for joining us, Robert. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh,
0: yeah, I'll be back soon.
1: All right. Well, everyone, check out Robert's podcast, Kings of the North. It's uh, NFC. uh, North. North podcast kings of the north it's very very fun i hate the nfl i actively <laughs> dislike the nfl and i love listening it's I one of the it it's one of the few podcasts that makes me laugh out loud while i listen to it so we just did
0: our jeopardy our nfc north jeopardy i can't
1: episode. wait i can't wait to listen to it i got oh, it downloaded great. already so check out kings of the north it's a podcast uh check out Canisupis and we will see you all next week
0: thanks everybody pioneers of of uh, excellence